Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 114-106 win against the Milwaukee Bucks. Riker, obviously Giannis is out for the Bucks in this one, and uh, the Raptors are missing Lowry, Fred, and Ibaka, but still an entertaining game, and the Raptors really gave it to Milwaukee in this one. They, they, they proved that they're the more well-rounded team tonight, Ben. I don't think mm -hmm. there was ever a doubt in our minds that the depth of the Raptors, that the matchup, it was it, it always favored this Toronto team. But when Giannis is not out there dominating and scoring 30-plus points and 20-plus <laughs> rebounds, it really is glaringly obvious how more talented this Raptor squad is. Yeah, just the, the well-rounded players. And obviously, we were missing three starters. They were just missing us. But Giannis is obviously probably going to win MVP for this team and all that sort of stuff. But a lot of people stepped up, even with the Rapster, Raptors' absences. And the one guy that we've been talking about waiting to break out, Norman Powell, he got the start tonight. 21 points, 8 rebounds for Norm. Came out of the gates just on fire. Looking just to jump straight into the, uh, the players' breakdowns, eh? Um, Norman oh, yeah. Powell... He impressed tonight, Ben, and he's a guy that you have always said it holds true. He has the Bucks number. He always performs mm -hmm. when he when he sees the deer. Tonight was no exception, and he's a guy I think we're going to end up relying on a lot come playoff time because yeah. you you need that bench to be a spark if there's a lull and our our core unit, our starters are pretty tight now. So we're going to either have to rely on Ibaka or Norm if things get stagnant. And Norm has been playing really well. Yeah, no, it's a, it's great to see Norm. He obviously struggled early on in the bubble, but as the games have gone along, he's gotten better and better. And tonight, to really see his stroke, everything going obviously 4 or 5 from the three-point line, 7 of 13 from the field, everything just going down, looking smooth for from Norman Powell tonight. To see that all coming together, it's sort of the right time, right before the playoffs. It's great to see. Also had three blocks in this one, showing, it, showing up on the defensive end, but really, really great to see Norm balling out. But... Honestly, all of the shooting, uh, most of the shooting guards for the Raptors played well tonight. TD well, obviously start at point guard in this one, ten points. Solid game from him. But Matty Ice, Matt Thomas came into this one, twenty-two points. You know, the first quarter. Bre break it down. What Matt Thomas did to start off this game, Ben. It, if anybody listening right now has ever played on a formal team, team basketball, so high school, club, whatever level, A, NBA, NBA, <laughs> D one. If you played on the Olympic team, you'll have done, you'll have gone through the drills. You know the classic. You're 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 rolling off a pylon. You just run close to that pylon, roll off it, and shoot. And you're simulating just getting your shot up as quick as possible. Maybe you throw a defender in there, but usually you're just running hard pivot off of that pylon. And that's what Matty Matty T looks like when he's out there. He's going around screens so hard. They're basically <laughs> they just become pylons, Ben, and he just gets that shot up. Bing, bang, boom, consistent, consistency. And his defense, it wasn't so terrible tonight because obviously Giannis not being in there. So the Raptors, you know, it wasn't as bad, but his shooting tonight was impeccable. And he had a big shootout with Kyle Korver tonight, who I mean, he shot almost 100% tonight as well. Both of these guys were just on fire. Yeah, no, it's it's really nice to see. And that's all honestly a solid player comparison, Matt Thomas and Kyle Korver. But yeah, the way Matt, Matt Thomas gets his shots off, even he's looking better off the dribble though, because everyone's known Mr. 99%. Yeah. He can knock down the threes. It's it's a thing, those spot-up ones, there's no question about that with Matt Thomas. But 
the rest of the game is is the is the question mark. And you know, his defense did look solid tonight. Obviously, not having to guard anyone that's electrifying, so to speak, but handled his matchups pretty well. But on offense, one of the critiques we've seen about Matt Thomas is he struggles to get a shot off because he doesn't have much, didn't have much of a threat off the dribble. But tonight and in games, especially during the scrimmages and stuff. He's really shown a lot with off-the-dribble moves, whether it be driving in a little bit and hitting a pull-up or making a nice little pass. If if he can develop that part of his game a little bit more or continues to play at this sort of level, I think he's going to have to be a rotation guy because he'd be such a positive on the offensive end like we saw tonight. Well, it's either confidence or getting experience with how athletic and how relentless these defenders are going to come at him because I, I agree with you. He was guarding or being defended by Eric Bledsoe, who was an all-defensive mm-hmm. NBA guy, and he was also getting matched up. Um, no, I, I don't I don't remember who, who else. Like Obviously, every rotation, they just had him running around hard off of off-ball screens, and they were worried. The Bucks were worried tonight, and he did some wild shots where he's shooting over defenders. But I agree with you. More important is, if he's not getting that shot, catch and shoot is that defense going to be too much when they start to swarm him? And tonight, when you had amazing guards that are longer than he is, more athletic than he is, like Eric Bledsoe, just patient, a couple of rip-throughs, and then you know a couple of good pivots, and he was able to dribble in, get better position, shoot those mid-range, and like you said, a couple of good dump-offs. So it, it's very promising what we're seeing from Matt Thomas. No, most definitely. And another guy we got to talk about, probably, probably definitely played probably the best for the Toronto Raptors tonight, uh, Chris Boucher, especially down the stretch in this one, was an absolute monster. 25 points for Boucher, 11 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks, 2 assists. What are your What were your thoughts on Boucher in this game? Ben, let me ask you, of all the guys on the bench that are fighting for minutes, is there any that always seem to want it more than Chris Boucher? He is ready to shoot. When he goes out there, good shot, bad shot, he's putting it up with confidence. Yeah. No, no, for sure. And honestly, last season, that's been one of the, the, the sad things about this year. When Boucher gets those minutes, he hasn't really been hitting his threes in the regular season. But last year especially, he'd be going out there letting it fly. I don't think he ever missed them. In those those garbage minutes, you know, mm-hmm. minute left in the game, up high, up by a lot, down by a lot. He'd always make those threes. He'd always be ready to fire them. But got some actual rotation minutes this year. He struggled with his three-point shot. But tonight, three of seven from the three-point line. And... I, this is the this is the big question because the Raptors obviously have their seven players and we're gonna keep bringing this up until we enter the playoffs and probably get past the Brooklyn Nets because I don't think many of those Brooklyn Nets games will be close. Maybe I'm I'm jinxing the Raptors here, but you know we're gonna need probably that another eighth player and maybe maybe nine. I know we don't like to dip further than that, but. Rondé and Boucher are kind of fighting for those minutes in the forward position, and Matty T and Terrence Davis are fighting for those minutes in the guard position, especially with Patrick McCaw out. And if you look at the debate, the the debate between Matt Thomas and Terrence Davis has been brought up on this podcast and by other Raptors fans, but I haven't really heard a lot of people talk about the the Boucher-Rondé, because Boucher, when he's knocking down his threes, that's another element that Rondé just can't provide on the court, even though he took four threes tonight, wasn't able to make any. They both bring a lot of energy. They both bring a lot of rebounding. I think Rondé's a little bit of a better slasher and maybe a little bit of a better finisher with getting creative, but Boucher's longer, more mobile, and obviously had a monstrous performance tonight. What did you see out of those guys? And Rondé had six turnovers, too, looking at the the box score. I I guess going forward, especially in these games, 
you know, that's going to be an interesting matchup to look look at. Yeah, Rondé hasn't looked good. He hasn't looked good, in my opinion, in the bubble, or at least since the regular season game started. It's ever that one where we commented maybe he's going to become like a, a point forward just so they can take the pressure off his inability to shoot and then mm-hmm. keep the space open for the other guys. But I, I haven't really liked what I've been seeing from him just because he hasn't been able to really... They've been giving him that shot. They've, they've even been giving him mid-ranges, and he just... He hasn't been up to snuff offensively, and his hustle is not as important in these types of matchups or these games that we've seen so far. And rather than talk about Boucher specifically, because I I think that you could make an argument that some games he'll give you great performance, some games Matt Thomas will give you great performance, some games Terrence Davis, but it it comes to who we're going to be playing in the playoffs. And I would have said it's definitely going to probably favor Boucher if the bigger teams are going to be advancing through, like the 76ers, where you know we saw what troubles Van Vliet had last series that we played against them. But now that Simmons is down and Bede might be down, it's looking like they're probably not even going to get out of the first round. That means the teams that are moving on are Celtics, Pacers, Heat. No team that is intimidatingly huge until you get to the Bucks, which I would say favors probably the Terrence Davises and the Matt Thomases getting that run whether or not Boucher deserves it because you're able to play small ball with them and they're a little bit more reliable from outside the arc. See, that's an interesting take. And that's a really important point to bring up because neither of us are worried about the Nets. I don't think any Raptors fans are really worried about the Nets right now. Hopefully they don't make us eat our words. But the the Celtics are really that second round matchup where we're really looking at as the, the first real big challenge. And you bring up, and usually, you know, the Celtics, they're a guard-oriented team. They do have Tice and Cantor down low, but a guy that has really eaten up the Boston Celtics every time he's played them is Boucher. He comes out of those games ready to rock, ready to shoot his threes, ready to drive, and the thing about Boucher, even though he is a power forward center, you're still running small ball with Boucher on the court, and his ability to sort of finish around the lane and stuff... I think he's the most consistent option from everything we've seen out of the Terrence Davis, Matt Thomas, and Rondes, especially on the offensive end. So the more I look at it, the more I think about it, and Boucher hasn't gotten that much run in the bubble. I'm sure in the next couple games we will see more Boucher. I'm thinking he might be that eighth guy. Nick Nurse might have more faith in him than the other players. But You would see in a Celtic series, you would see Boucher getting more run than Matt Thomas, even with Matt Thomas shooting the way that he is. I think so. I think. Do you remember Christmas Day? Boucher being able to slash the middle of the paint, you know, be quick. He's, he's more mobile than a guy like Tyson Cantor. He spaces out the floor. And, you know, if the Raptors' offense, we really need to be able to pound down low. That's our advantage against the Celtics because we do have bigger bodies. And But Boucher Marcus doesn't pound down low, though. That consistent. But he finishes in the lane. He makes great cuts, those slashing dimes and stuff. And if Ibaka oh, and Gasol aren't like doing kind it, kind of a lanky guy. I, this is my this is my concern with Boucher and Matt Thomas. It was my concern with both of them throughout the season. Is that really when they have their big games, it seems that they have the element of surprise on their side. Like the defenses are not planning for them. We've kind of exhausted option one through three, and then they take it upon themselves to be the scorer. Now, what I saw tonight, no Giannis. So take it for what it is. But Matt Thomas was smothered on defense, and he got good shots off. And, like I said, I what and you brought it up, was his ability to actually control the ball, take a couple dribbles, get inside the, inside the three-point line, and make those mid-range jump shots. To me, that looked like that's as good as you're going to get on offense. And you're neutralizing one of the defenders on the other team because of how much pressure they need to put 
on Matt Thomas running around chasing him off the line. Boucher, this was one of those games tonight where it seemed like Lopez was sagging off him. It seemed like Middleton was sagging off him. It seemed like whoever switched out onto him, they gave him a foot or two of space, and his shot is so high above his head. You know, you got to be close enough to him to stop that three. So if there's a full series you're trying to play and get productivity from him, you know, are they able to just game plan easier than they would Matt Thomas? I don't know. It's an interesting debate. I think Boucher, Boucher's done it more than Matt Thomas, I feel like, this season. And there are stretches where Boucher was game planned for, I feel like, because we had Marcus Gasol out, Ibaka out, Siakam out for long stretches. Boucher had to play a lot this season, and he came up big against the Lakers. I know there is probably an element of surprise. You don't really expect it. And I think tonight they're sagging off him because his percentages from three have been so low over the course of this year. But... I don't know. I, I'm really encouraged by, by Boucher's just game, and maybe that's just in the moment thinking because all these guys play well, but let us know what you guys think of that debate. I think, Riker, you and I can make a podcast, especially once we get to see a couple more games on who should be that eighth man, eighth, ninth guy coming off the bench. That's a whole video in itself, so it's it's an interesting thing to look at, but before we swing into the segments, there's a couple guys we got to talk about. Pascal Siakam, 14 points, 7 rebounds, couple assists, 2 steals. Really poor shooting from in this game. He had some weird-looking mid-range jumpers, one of seven from three. He had a great game in the last one, but really didn't look up to snuff tonight. Well, almost all of his makes were attacking the basket, those sort of weird... I don't know what you would classify them as. They're almost runners, but side on a sideways angle so that they come off as, like a, as a hook shot. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. running hook shots uh so i but i like those shots because he's putting pressure on the defense i've always had struggles with the raptors mentality towards attacking the basket against the bucks because yes brooke lopez fantastic rim protector this season and last season averaging crazy amount of blocks per game but i always thought the raptors could be stronger in the paint Force them to foul them, right? But it seems like they settle for three-point shots a lot when, when they face the Bucks. So I agree. His perimeter shooting wasn't great tonight, but I, I think he 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 led the floor. You know, no Kyle Lowry, no Fred Van Vliet, no Serge Ibaka. It seemed to me like a, a lot of the leadership tonight came from Sir, uh, from Siakam and Norman Powell. But um, it, I, I think despite his shooting, he still played all right. Yeah, fair enough. I guess... We have such high expectations from Siakam now. We're, we're hoping to see that guy that can really take over in all facets. But, you know, it's a work in progress. Hopefully in the playoffs, so the shooting will at least get a bit more efficient. Uh, run through a couple guys quickly. Gasol, zero point. It didn't really, he had eight assists in this one, which was really nice to see. But, you know, not, not the craziest output from Gasol. And zero five from the field. OG, seven points, five assists, four rebounds. All around game, 25 minutes. Any Anything, any takeaways from those guys? Well, OG had a crazy, you know, it was probably a double dribble, but uh, he he was being posted up or he was posting up Middleton and spun off of him with a nice dunk. That's one of the classic dunk or combination moves leading into a dunk that you dream of as a big man, and OG's just out there doing it. Muscle and athleticism. So I, I just love his game. Yeah, for sure. No, it's a, I just swing into the segments. We're bringing up plays in this one tonight. The spicy P lay of the day. You brought one up. OG had a nasty little spin dunk. Boucher also had one where he came straight down the lane, got fouled. I think Ilyasova pushed him. Ended up doing like a little reverse somersault or whatever they're called after the dunk. It was a, it was exciting to see. Do you have any more in mind, Riker? That was it. He baptized Ilyasova, who, who 
<laughs> Unfortunately, Ilya Sova pushed him right into Chris Middleton, so he, he ended up postering two people in one dunk, and it was <laughs> it was nasty. Yeah, why you gotta do your teammate like that, Ilya Sova? <laughs> Just you were getting dunked on, and then you you bring everyone down under with him. So, yeah, it was a tough place. Uh, Matt Thomas also had a couple of really nice little fadeaway step back moving threes. Those were those were cool to see. I don't know, solid, solid, exciting game all around, but not all plays can be the spicy play of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez. Riker, you have one in mind? Ben, I didn't know who the heck Paul Watson was out there tonight. Uh, I remember you brought him up, but I couldn't remember. <laughs> Why do we go over this every podcast? Yeah, but I remember you saying that exactly, those words. You said, Riker, we brought this up last time, and then I can't remember what we said after that. I didn't know who the heck he was, and then he goes out there and whaps poor Kyle Corver in the face, draws some blood. I just thought he was looking strange. I just thought he was misplaced as a Raptor. I don't know. But but then Stanley Johnson went out, and I said, "All right, I'd rather have Paul Watson in there." So, yo, I don't know, Paul Watson. He's got the he's got the bows flying for sure. After that happened, I was kind of looking at his drives, and they're up, man. He's you don't want to get in Paul Watson's way. He's got Paul the Watson going. or Meta World Peace, <laughs> <laughs> or was it or was or was it Ron Artest, and then that 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 elbow to James Harden turned him into Meta World Peace. I can't remember. That's tough. Maybe maybe we should just have a uh, Paul Watson on Giannis during these games. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh oh. Intimidate, you know. <laughs> Don't injure him. Just intimidate, right? <laughs> intimidate him by being aggressive on offense. Isn't that that would be the strategy? <laughs> <laughs> be intense. I don't know. I kind of like Paul Watson's game. He does look a bit unorthodox out there but he can shoot the three he can drive had a nice layup so shout out paul watson but finally you brought up the the infamous the one the only damari Carroll gold star award and stanley johnson man I, oh, I, I we're gonna have to rename it to the stanley johnson gold star award for worst performance man i feel like every game he's out there we we discuss giving it to him and sometimes we feel bad but man i and it's really confusing Right, so watching him play, especially where he's gotten some extended run, especially in the scrimmages and stuff, he looks really smooth. Like he dribbles kind of nice. His jumper isn't broken by any means. It's kind of a nice little form on it. It he comes back a bit pulled. too much on his face, though. Like it does. He doesn't. Yeah. He has like a forty-five. He doesn't keep a ninety with his elbow. But continue going. Yeah, that's fair. But it still looks pretty clean. Just looking at it aesthetically, it's pretty. It's pretty nice. Obviously, he's a big guy, strong, athletic, mobile. He's bouncy. You look at him and you're like, yo, this guy has all of the intangibles to be to be nice. You know what I mean? Like, the handle's clean and all that. But then, whenever he goes to do a move, the ball just flies out of his hands. Whenever he shoots a jumper, it just doesn't come close. And I don't understand what's going on. Like I, <laughs> Yeah, well, he has no polish. That's one. But I think a lot of it, Ben, is mental i think a lot of it is he knows he's gonna go out there and screw up he knows he's gonna go out there and throw the ball off his foot and out of bounds or miss his layup (laughs) when there's no no reason to miss it i agree he looks physically dominant out there for his position he could be playing the shooting guard and he's huge like he's very well built but just has no fundamentals whatsoever. He just sucks, and his playmaking is terrible. His decision-making is terrible. You kind of hate to bag on him, but in this particular game, I thought he was the reason that that 22-point lead slipped. And it could have... I wouldn't have been mad if the Bucks ended up winning it. I mean, this game is kind of irrelevant, but it just goes to show, like, he he's not good, man. I, I'll be disappointed if he's on the team next season. 
Well, see, here's the thing. Like, I disagree with you on the point about the fundamentals. Like, I think he he does look pretty. He looks smooth out there. Like he's dribbling. the The handle looks pretty tight. The jumper, as I said, it, it, the form is decent. Like in theory, it should go in, but it just doesn't work for some reason. I yeah, may, maybe the fu- I guess are the yeah, fundamentals the work- looking like you know what you do, or actually doing them? Like I would think the fundamentals That's a fair is point. making That's a your fair shots, point, but I feel make, like- <laughs> you know, making the right pass. I feel like you got to be able, you got to be well practiced to look that smooth. As, and on top of being that size and stuff, and I completely agree with your point. I think it's just all mental. I think it's just straight up. He he's not. Dude, he's like. Out a, there. Do you know what he's like? He's like buying uh, from like one of those um, knockoff like Amazon websites where you like buy a pair of shoes. You remember? I had bought a bunch of Kobe's <laughs> from like <laughs> this thing for do like you have forty a of bucks those each. We can put in this podcast. Oh, I wish I did. Maybe I can find. I can't even remember the website. But you get these shoes, thinking, "Wow, that's great." They look up the part, and then you put them on, and they're just they're just paper and. <laughs> and staples. <laughs> <laughs> he come. You came in with these shoes, and they ripped the first practice. You rocked them. <laughs> they were Doing like the up um, and backs. They were the Chinese New Year ones. They were like the purple color waves. They were. Yep. They look clean if they were real, but they were very much not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough world. I'm hoping. I'm hoping you have a picture to to throw up in the spot. If not, we'll find something that looks like it. But yeah, I don't know. I think. I'm still holding out hope it's just all mental with Stanley. Maybe one day he'll... Because the smoothness, all that stuff is there. Maybe people disagree. Let me know in the comment section below. But you're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. And lots of... A couple more regular season games in the playoffs are right around the corner, Riker. And we're not playing the Magic. Yes! We're playing the Brooklyn Nets. That's a, that's a positive. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>